Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And this week we're going to be talking a little bit about the earth. (laughs) Planets. Our relationship. We care so much about. We We care so much. I know. It's true. It's true. So this was actually inspired by a share that Veronica did the other night. Um, And could you, would you be open to sharing a little bit about what you were talking about? Oh yeah, for sure. So, um, some of you might know I'm a novice beekeeper, um, super beginner. Um, and so I got, I got, um, a message from my, um, kind of like my teacher, my mentor, um, locally here in Sonoma County. And he, um, let everybody know that like, because of how dry everything is all the drought, um, that our bees may need for the first time, they may need to have some supplemental food um, as a way of supporting them through the summer as all the blossoms have faded. And um, I don't know, I, I'm, I might get a little choked up because when I read it, I just, it hit me. I mean, I've only been doing this for three years, um, but I've, I've always gone into my hive and felt like I knew how to help and support the hive. Um, whether it, it, it was to be hands off or if it was to give them more space or, you know, whatever they needed. Um, I always felt like, oh, I, I think I got this, even though I am new at this. But the last time I went to, into my hive before I got this email, I was, I literally, I just sat down. I was like, I don't know what to do here. Like this, everything's everywhere. Like it seemed disorganized for the first time. And I was just kind of perplexed. Like, what do they need from me? What do they need period? Like, um, because it is hive management, you know, Mm. when you have a hive, you have, you're, you're, you're managing. Um, so getting this email really was a heads up. I'm like, okay, it's not just me being a beginner, like not knowing what to do, which that does happen on multiple occasions. Um, but it was also, they need extra food. And then I went, I just went in there yesterday and was like, oh, this makes perfect sense. So this, this man is super knowledgeable. He's been keeping bees for many, 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 many years. And I'm like, that makes perfect sense. There's so many babies and there's not enough food right now. Uh And so I'm looking in the hive and seeing not just a ton of babies, but I'm not seeing a lot of honey and I'm not seeing it capped and I'm not seeing all the stuff I should be seeing. So getting that email about like, okay, like we have had severe drought for so long that this is the first year that they may need like actual food support throughout the season that is supposed to be. So like, this is the honey flow time, Mm -hmm. um, really struck me like right in the heart that like, you know, our, they need help, like, and, and they're suffering and our planet's suffering right now. Well, I, when you shared this the other night, Veronica, I was really, really moved by it and also heartbroken. Um, 
And then there was that, you know, just that whole thought and, and truth around the microcosm echoing the macrocosm, right. Really being that, that vision of what's actually going on on a grander scale. And it, it, and that's why I wanted to talk about this today is because as a witch, as witches, um, I know that we really circle our spirituality around the energetics of the planet, the energetics that, you know, and, and I know there's different areas of witchcraft that people are really involved in, but for me, it's very, very earth-based very. And I know for you too, Veronica's nodding, but um, <laughs> it's very, very earth-based, very connected to source, um, and source. And for me, source is mother earth, but also the cosmos. And I feel like they play off of each other. And so to hear about these bees, I mean, it's something I already know. I think most of us know on some level that our planet is really in danger right now. Uh, but to hear about the bees just really drove that home on another level and made me think about all the ways that in my practice, but also in my day-to-day -day life, I work on trying to help support the planet. And I know Veronica that you do too, but I just thought it, it could be helpful and um, interesting and maybe even inspiring to talk about it. I love that. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> well, and you know, just, just to name what we're talking about here, you're talking about taking care of bees, like intentionally helping bees to live. And bees are really the thing that makes sure we have food. You yes. know, they, they're doing all the work. And so Veronica, just by keeping bees, you are helping the planet. I'm trying to <laughs> definitely oh. that is that that was my motivation when I first started I had no idea what I was thinking honestly it is <laughs> it, it is a labor of love I was like I I think I tend to romanticize things no know? not you yes me <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh it would be so amazing to like have a beehive and have bees and I could just like see myself like standing in the middle of like a swarm of bees and that's so magical <sighs> drinking the honey elixir exactly <laughs> which would all come the, easily and all the candles you would make exactly which <laughs> which when i came down to actually making candles it was like six of them came out of how much i saved <laughs> i was like how did they do this <laughs> yeah it's a labor of love but when i first when i first that was my first hit was like, what can I do? Like the bees are suffering, like people, you know, like, what can I do? Oh, I could have a hive in the back of my ginormous backyard, you know? Yeah. Um, do you have one? So you have more than one. I just split my hive. So I have two hives now. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I had started with one. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that is, that was what my motivation was like, what's something I can do? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that also is why I became a vegetarian again for like the hundredth time. <laughs> How many, uh, I think it's been like three years now that I've been, a, you know, back to vegetarianism was like, I had a, I had a biology class and my instructor was like, I, I I've been a vegetarian and a vegan on and off my whole life pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, you I were know, vegan when I met you. Yeah. And then I, oh, then I was just a super meat eater, like all about meat, like, and I still love meat. I just don't eat it. <laughs> um, 
but like it really was a heads up this article this science article just about our planet and the weight and load on our planet and one of mm-hmm. the like there were like three things that it, in the article that they were suggesting that you could do and the vegetarianism was something that was a lot easier for me than you know stop driving your car because of how where I live you right. know I was like right. okay I this is this is something I can do so like I feel like evaluating the information you're given and, and people will argue that vegetarianism does not do what you think it's going to do. Um, but it, it resonates with me, you know, and this is something that I have chosen for myself is like, maybe I could just alleviate the load off the planet by my meat intake, you know? Right. Well, and one of the arguments around vegetarian is against it is that, uh, you know, by, by having all these crops that are singular crops out there that we draw from, it's that's actually not good for the planet either. And I just want to name like Veronica, you usually rock a garden most years. I do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's an offset there too. Yes. Yeah. I'm just giving you props, dude. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And I know you, Emily, have done a lot. You've inspired me on many different levels about consumerism. I try. You yeah. know, I, I'm not going to lie. I still um, buy too many tarot decks and um, books. And sometimes I do, in fact, order them from Amazon. It's, it's true. That's probably my biggest downfall. Um, but I definitely have tried to shift what I'm buying and where I'm buying it from. Um, like with clothing and whatnot, I try to either support local, um, or small businesses and also buy used, like there's Mm -hmm. so many used, uh, clothing apps out there now that you can, if you, if you found something that you loved and you were like, oh yeah, they don't make this anymore. I know if you're listening, you've had this experience because this happens to me with every freaking pair of jeans. I was going to say pants. Oh my God. Yeah. Fall in love with them. They're amazing. Go to buy them again in a couple of years after I've worn these ones to shreds and no, we don't make those anymore. Or they're a new fabric or they're a new cut. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. so that was originally what this was years ago. I started looking at, uh, some of the online or the apps that they have out there to get used clothing. And I discovered I could find my favorite things. Do you have a favorite, do you have a favorite app right now? I use Poshmark mostly. Oh, but yeah. I know there's like thread up and I, there's another one that I know my sister was telling me about. I can't remember right now, um, but it's, you know, some, it's hit or miss sometimes. And the downside of that is you are having people mail stuff to you. So it is going through a shipping process somewhere, you know, creating more carbon in the world. Um, but it keeps stuff from being in landfills and our landfills are gross with clothes, like grossly filled with clothing. <laughs> Yeah. My sister actually was part of an organization and they actually still have donation bins out, um, that collects, um, clothing, use clothing. There's green bins. If you guys see the green bins around donate, I Um, totally dropped my used clothes in there. There's one at community market. Yes. Yes. They're all over the United States. They may be also some in Europe as well. Um, because I think the company actually originates in Denmark or Sweden, but it's a nonprofit that actually they sell the secondhand clothing to buyers and that's how they fund their programs to help people with HIV and AIDS in different countries. So that's um, something you can do because she, she found out through that, through this 
you know, program, how much clothing goes in to the, to the landfills. It's incredible. It's so incredible. And, and some of you might know this, um, if you don't, I'm just going to plug my husband here really quick. He has a YouTube channel called taking the trash out with Aaron. And he's all about cleaning our waterways. He's super into it. He does. It's all volunteer. He does it all on his own time. He makes these videos. He has not monetized his YouTube channel because that's too much work and requires social media. And no, thank you. He just wants to put the word out there and clean the creeks. And so um, he picks up trash all the time. Like literally every day when we go for walks, he's picking up trash. Um, (laughs) But that being said, it is amazing how much clothing he pulls out mm-hmm. of the creek. And that ends up not in our landfills, but usually in our ocean if he's not yeah. pulling it out, you know? So, yeah. and a lot of our stuff is made out of fabrics. I'm going to get on a tangent here. I'm going to have to reel it back in. I can feel myself getting heated. <laughs> but, <laughs> but a lot of things are made out of uh, like polyester and, and whatnot, which are things that don't really biodegrade exactly. They're just, they're kind of like microplastics. So thinking about what you're buying in terms of clothing, in terms of reusing things instead of recycling, because recycling takes resources too. So how can Mm -hmm. you reuse things before you recycle them? That's a big one. It's interesting because like, I remember growing up and my mom reusing the plastic bags from the grocery store, like over and over and over to the point where they would get so gross. And when I grew up, I remember just thinking, oh, gross. Like my mom like had these like plastic bags, like so nasty. And I just equated it to just being, she was always very frugal. There was a lot of us Mm. in the house and we didn't have a lot of money. Um, But then later I was like, oh, guess what I'm doing? Yeah. I'm saving yeah. my plastic bags. <laughs> oh yeah. I re- I totally reuse my plastic bags and, and I've actually switched to cloth produce bags. Nice. Um, and, and of course here where we live, most people bring their own bags to the grocery store and plastic bags have pretty much been outlawed except for, I think for, um, restaurants can still use mm-hmm. them, but if you go to the grocery store, you can only get paper bags and you have to pay for them. Yep. Yeah. And I was pumped the other night because my husband came home with burritos from our favorite burrito place. And they just switched over to gr- those green biodegradable bags. And I was like, oh, yes. nice. Like, yeah. way to go. El patio. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. We get, we get our food there too. Do you? The, the one yeah. on fourth? Yeah. Yes. 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 So good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, nice. I digress. Um, but because so much of our practice, I'm going to try to loop us back to witchcraft here. Cause I know that's why y'all tuned in uh, <laughs> but so much of our practice is really focused on, you know, el- like for me, my core part of my practice is the elements or are yes. the elements that was bad English. Uh, and so I'm, I'm thinking about earth, air, fire, and water and spirit all the time. Uh, in all the work that I'm doing magically. And all of that is being influenced by the state of the planet. I mean, like right now here in Northern California, it is dry. I was going to say fire. (laughs) Yeah. Fire. It's so dry and I can feel it in my body. Um, I just went to Oregon last week and I was just shocked at the difference in how my body felt and how, how more balanced, how much more balanced I felt, um, emotionally and physically 
being in a place where water <laughs> exists, you know, I mean, we have water here, but, but the earth itself, it feels pained. Yeah. It feels shriveled in many ways. And it's a funny thing for me to say, as I look out my window and there's all these beautiful green trees blowing in the breeze, you know, but it's deeper than that. It's a deeper dryness. And that does throw off my own attunement with fire and water and earth and air. Yes. So you need to have a balance. I mean, I think we talked about like the summertime and how you can be mm. over like too much sun. Like, yeah, the it's over fire, like, over fire feeling of like, yeah. I mean, once you get over fired, it's like you dry out, you fizzle out, you, you know, the flame gets diminished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can only burn so hot for so long till you need to just, you know, lay down really. Right. Right. Or, or drench yourself so that you don't burn out. Exactly. Hey, like I, I was born and raised in Phoenix and like it, in the summertime, you were either in air conditioning or you were in a pool like uh-huh. that, that, that is the only way to survive that heat yeah. is like, you need to cool down. It's just like, not like our bodies, you know, and some people run hot. So I feel for those people, I don't run hot. So I'm, I'm just like the heat if you know, affects me, but it doesn't affect me as deeply as those who I, I notice run hot already. It's uh-huh. like, ugh. <laughs> what's it like veronica yeah it's like Ew. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so like like the balance of the of this time too you know like in this time where our planet is so off balance is how to be able to well work magic to bring to help bring the balance back and for yourself too yeah so looking at the looking at that energetically both for the planet and for yourself as a microcosm, right? So we're talking about the, the bee, your bees being a microcosm of the macrocosm. We are all microcosms of that. So, you know, what, in what ways can we bring ourselves into balance emotionally, physically, uh, and, and working with the elements to do that and, and nice. the planet to do that. So how, how might you do that, Emily? Like in, let's say in this case of, of our fire season that is <laughs> gone more and more of a, of, you know, it's gotten lengthier time. We're getting more fires and how might you work magically around that? So um, that's a great question. And I think one of the things that I am doing frequently is I'm saying a lot of prayers to, uh, to the sky and to water and to all of the roots and all of the like yumminess that's in the earth itself to help to bring some of that cooling energy. Um, we're most fortunate that so far we've had more of a cool summer, even though it's very dry, it hasn't been scorching hot. I'm going to knock on wood right now. Um, (laughs) yes. Again, as I'm watching the wind blow outside, I'm like, hot today. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But so doing a lot of prayer work for me is part of that actually working with the physical elements. So, um, I know that this is going to sound more environmental than magical, but it actually is something that I intentionally do with prayer behind it, which is I save all of my water from my shower 
we have a bucket in our shower. So all of the warm up water, all of, you know, I stand kind of over it as I'm washing and all of that water goes out to tend to our plants and to our fruit trees and all of that. Um, I do the same thing when I do dishes, I have a bin that I, you know, fill and I take that out and use that water. So even though it's, you know, tending the earth in this very physical concrete way, it's also very magical because for me, it does create that sense of balance. And it does create that sense of like, I'm doing my best to care for you. Um, and, and I'm grateful for the way that you care for me. There's definitely that reciprocal intention behind it. Nice. I love that. You just gave me that idea. I like didn't <laughs> even think of putting a dish been in my sink and save that water, that yeah. dirty water from, cause I use all natural soap. So right. there's no reason. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. It feels like a blessing too. Yes. Like for me, it feels like a blessing. Like, um, when I got into plant spirit medicine, um, my teacher always said before you take, you need to ask, and then you mm. need to, and you need to give a gift. And for me, it was always from my water bottle. I was always like, here plant, like, I'm going to give you some water, some of my water, you know? Yeah. Um, but always, you know, we would always ask permission to take, to take a sample and then always give a gift. And that was like a blessing, a, a thank you for, you know, your sacrifice and our planet is giving us so much, yes. you know, and your plants and your garden and everything that, you know, just being able to breathe, you know, mm -hmm. to yeah. Thanking, thanking them by giving them back what they've given us. You well, know? and that, that also makes me think about just the, the power of gratitude, like having that deep gratitude. When you go to the supermarket and you buy a bell pepper, that bell pepper has been through so many hands to get it to you. And if you actually pause to feel into the energy of not only the earth that created this bell pepper and the water that was required to nourish it, but also all of the people who mm -hmm. carried it to you, you know, and I mean, you could get really dark about that and all the way it had to travel and blah, blah, blah. Right. But if we stay with the gratitude part of it and really let ourselves feel into that, I think there's magic in that too. Yes. Yes. You know, and not taking these things for granted, but recognizing how profoundly blessed we are that we can go to the supermarket and buy a bell pepper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think don't every year you do like a gratitude for a hundred days or something. You have a practice of that. <laughs> That's what it feels. It feels it's like, not a hundred days, Veronica. Feel, it's it not a hundred. Like it's a hundred days. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, how many days is she going to do this gratitude thing? <laughs> it's 30. It's 30 days of gratitude. Okay. okay. It's, it's during November. My birthday's in November. It's right around Thanksgiving. I usually try to just carry it from the first to the 30th. Um, <laughs> You're hysterical. <laughs> oh my God. She's grateful again. It's so Make interesting it because, because <laughs> I, I can be in it's a, such a different place for gratitude. You know, one moment you can be in that dark place and like, I'm not grateful. I have such a hard time being grateful right now, you yes. know, yes. and, and, and just allowing that kind of surrender dark darkness place. And then, you know, when I hear, Oh, have gratitude. And it's like, Yes. Sometimes I can hear that. Like I can hear that today, but like, sometimes I can't hear that. Other times you you're know? like, no, you have gratitude. Don't talk to <laughs> you about gratitude. It's like someone telling you to smile when you're oh, when you don't feel like you can <laughs> smile. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're like, I'm trying, but I'm not in that place right now. And I yep. think, um, to get to the place of gratitude, 
you know, to be able to recognize what you have, like you said, like standing in the grocery store, not taking, you know, for granted all, all that we have. I mean, not everybody has the same things, you know, absolutely true. And not and, everybody can go to the grocery store and get and a not, pepper. Exactly. I, I totally, and not, everybody's, not everybody's going to be like, Oh, I feel grateful for be able to, you know, yeah. get healthcare yeah. or whatever. Um, and at the same time, it's like, <laughs> He's like, what? Wait, where do, where do we get on this topic? <laughs> Gratitude. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. I just took that circle to like not having gratitude. <laughs> right. We're talking about magic, Veronica. Can we circle this back to magic? Okay. Please? Okay. Okay. The magic of gratitude. There is magic there. Yes. yes Thank you. There is. There is. So I think there's magic in gratitude. There's magic in tending to the earth. Um, there's magic to really being in tune with the cycles and seasons of the earth and recognizing when things are shifting and what is changing. Just being in tune with that deepens your own relationship to the energies around you. And for me, it helps bring balance. Now I say for me, because maybe that's not your medicine. Maybe that's not how it works for you. Um, I just find that the more in tune I am with what's happening outside in the you know environment, the more balanced I feel in myself. Now, as I'm saying that, I'm also thinking, yeah, but when Veronica was talking about it being fire season, my anxiety was starting to get up into my throat and my heart started racing a little bit more. And I thought, man, you know, this time of year can make me really, really anxious, Mm. especially as we get into, you know, what used to be our fire season, which is late summer and early fall. Um, it, it, I definitely feel that. And so in that way, I am imbalanced with what's happening around me and and because it's out of balance around me, it's out of balance within. Mm-hmm. And then the next layer is how do you balance yourself? Yep. Yep. Take a deep breath. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> do all your, th- all your therapies, girl, right, you know, right. your spritzes, your yoga, your <laughs> talk therapy, all the therapies, <laughs> all the therapies come out in mass. Yeah. Yeah. My meditation. I mean, I think I think that's the whole, the the idea of like, like looking at yourself as a whole, you know, the holistic approach of like, yeah, um, it's not, it, it might not work for you just to pray, you know, it Mm -hmm. may need that you need to pray and you might need, you know, to do meditation or you might need to pray and go to talk therapy, or you might need to pray and do, or drop the prayer and do something else, you know, or you might need to turn your prayer into an action. So what is that action? You know, what do you tend to? Do you, is, is your action that you make prayer bundles or is your action that you get out and actually take action by, you know, again, tending to the earth or cleaning up your environment or, mm-hmm. you know, learn, I, I know somebody who decided to go out and learn how to become a volunteer firefighter. And that was the way that they managed, you know, they love this land. So how do you take care of it? That's awesome. Right. That's, that's inspiring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think. Yeah. I mean, we all, I, f- I feel like taking action for me just because of who I am. I feel like I have to do something like, yeah. I mean, I feel it. And then I uh, like, I'll stay in the feeling place and then I'll be like, okay, something needs to be done now. Like, what can I do right now? That's, mm-hmm. you know, realistic in this moment for me, that's not going to like tip me over the edge or, you know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> right. We can't all become volunteer firefighters. Yeah. I don't, it's so funny. Cause I actually, 
I, everything, I think every single day I tell my husband, I want to be something else. Like, what do you think if I was this today? Like, what did you, what do you think if I was this? And one of the times, many times I've said, what if I was just a firefighter, you know? And he was like, uh, I think, I don't think you would pass the physical exam. (laughs) I was like, really? I'm like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm guessing that it's very rigorous. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good health and I'm a pretty strong person, but I am older. And I don't know if, I don't know if they make you hold a hose that's like a hundred pounds and run it up a flight of they, stairs. They do. I don't know if for the volunteer firefighters, if it's the same jam, but, uh, uh-huh. or what's, what's the other thing, the fire fire mitigation. There's another title. It's oh, not, you're yeah. not fighting fires, but you go out and you learn how to tend to the land to keep it safe. Basically. Yeah. Like digging yeah. trenches and things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do think you, there is a level of physicality and just the gear is really heavy. And even yes. though you're really strong, you're little. Yeah. And I have scoliosis and I have, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I have some issues, but I mean, I'm pretty strong and I'm, but I'm like, yeah, maybe that's not, maybe that's not my jam. Like Maybe Might not the, be the right thing for your body. Maybe the beekeeping, the like skit, not buying <laughs> plastic kind of thing, right. you know? Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Making choices. I remember somebody said to me once uh, that you make the most impact where you put your money. And I think yes. that's a really true thing. And I think it can be a really hard thing in our culture because we are a culture of, I see it, I want it, I have it. I mean, that's really the underlying pulse of consumerism that is so much of what America's based on. <laughs> I know. I buy into it too, man. It's easy I to do. do. It's in our faces all the time, yeah. all the time. So, you know, by pausing and thinking about where your money is going, um, like I, here's my funny story. I was standing in the supermarket today going to buy eggs and I'm doing a cleanse that's starting tomorrow. And it called for like a lot of eggs on my I was like, okay, so I got to buy a couple dozen eggs. I don't normally buy that many eggs at once. And uh, I always buy the totally free range, organic, you know, I want to know my chickens are happy. That's important Mm -hmm. to me. And, but those are, you know, it's 10 bucks for 12 eggs. And that's what I buy because we don't eat them very often and, you know, whatever. So I'm standing there. I probably stood in front of the egg aisle for like five minutes at the supermarket this morning. And this guy who works there finally came up to me and said, having a hard time making a decision, huh? Oh, funny. Oh my God. I said, well, yeah. Cause the eggs I usually buy, I know what I normally get, but I have to buy extra this week. And I'm just trying to decide like what, you know, what I should get. And he points to like the, you know, the cheapest egg. He's like, well, this one's the best value. I'm like, I can't do that. Those chickens are not happy. <laughs> and let me just name, I recognize that I come from enough privilege to be able to choose which eggs I buy. And I recognize yeah. that's not the case for everybody. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm making light of this as a, as a joke of me and my own moral dilemma, but I also recognize having that moral dilemma means that I have privilege. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I'm not blind to that. Anyway, he was like, oh, you need happy chickens. <laughs> Oh my God. He points you to the $10 one. No. And I was like, I was like, he's like, well, I think this section I'm like, yeah, I I'm going to, so I did, I did you guys, I spent 20 bucks on eggs this week. (laughs) Just gonna, just gonna own that that happened, which is hysterical because I have a 13 year old chicken that still lays eggs periodically. Um, and I do have, she really, she does. God bless her. That's (laughs) amazing. 
she and she tells us all about it with all her clucking. She's I'm sure else. I was like, you probably know, like, ah! it's like yeah. this horrible thing. It's like she's being murdered. No, she's, she's happy. She's proud. She goes around. Cluck, oh, does cluck, she? Cluck, 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 cluck. I'm so happy. Look at I laid an egg. Yeah, she's very oh, proud funny. of her egg when, laying. When my chickens used to lay eggs, like I like our house was like way far away from the coop. It was like someone was being murdered. I was like, oh, someone's laying an egg. <laughs> it is it loud. Is- so much noise. <laughs> yeah, she's not quiet. She's not a quiet chicken. But anyway, I don't know where I got on tangent. Keep chickens. Keep chickens. Don't buy eggs. I don't know. <laughs> we're talking about consumerism. That's, Thank that's, you. Essentially, that's what we were Essentially. About. So yeah, where's your money go? I mean, yeah. you know, maybe you don't have $10 to spend on eggs. That's okay. You don't have to. Um, but you know what? Down the street from me, there's somebody that sells eggs that they have raised chickens in their yard and they're $5. So yep. Yep. Probably exactly. where I should have gone. <laughs> One stop shopping, you know, uh, convenience. That's, that's the other problem where we are looking for convenience. I think uh, something I want to say is just like how in our, in our circle, we have We've worked, you know, earth magic, kind of healing the earth and the planet. And yeah. mostly we do with prayers and um, a lot of it, I think the one that stands out the most is with um, Bridget time is we do waters of the world. Yeah. I was and about that. we bring all of our waters together, whether it's, you know, from a place in India to, you know, a place here, just from our well water here you know, bring them all together and sending a blessing. And it's a beautiful, beautiful ritual because I mean, I'm a very highly visual person. And we talk mm-hmm. about, you know, being visual or not being, I'm very visual. So whenever I see us, um, we all put our hands on the bowl and we all tone over the bowl and, and visualize this prayer of health water. And we'll say our blessings like healthy, you know, water, water, clean, healthy water for everyone to drink free, Yes, you know, enough for everyone, mm-hmm. enough for the planet, enough for the animals, enough, you know, whatever the prayer is. And then just like putting that intention into the bowl and then allowing that to like, I visualize, I don't know if everyone else does, but I visualize <laughs> this like going up and like literally encapsulating our whole planet. Like this this beautiful blue you know, orb around our planet of like these, this prayer of, of water, you know, of the gift of water. Yes. And, and then we all, we all take parts of that. And some, some people give it back to the, to the earth. Some people just keep it and we just keep adding to it for the next year and the next year and the next year. Um, But that's just one example of maybe some earth magic, water magic. Yeah. (laughs) And it doesn't have to be at Bridget. You can do this anytime. Exactly. Um, you know, that's, that's a blessing you can do anytime with, with people that, you know, or even when you're in near water, you can go and, and cast a blessing onto water, especially, oh my goodness, running water. You know, you could imagine, I was just imagining like taking leaves and telling them your blessing for the water and then putting them in the water and letting them drift out, nice. and carrying that blessing into infusing the water. There's so many magical things you can do. As a kid, we in Phoenix, Arizona, not all, like we did rain dances uh-huh. as a kid. Yeah. And I swear, okay, I was a kid. Yes, I swear we made it rain. <laughs> 
there was one occasion when it actually rained when we did a dance. Okay, maybe there were clouds in the sky already. But I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> that was pretty dang magical. That was uh, the yeah. beginning of my magical career. <laughs> that one time. Uh, that was the beginning. <laughs> well, it also makes me think about celebrating the earth. And sell, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about gratitude, but also celebration. Like when you were talking about rain dancing, I was thinking about a ritual we did years ago. I think it was for spring equinox actually. And I think it was at your house and was at your house. Um, and it started raining and we had like drums and stuff. Do you remember that? That's this? right. I do and, remember And this. everybody drummed, like everybody was drumming. And then each of us would take a turn going out and dancing in the rain to celebrate and honor the rain and the season and all of it. It was awesome. Yeah. That was you know? really beautiful. And just, just really honoring what's happening in the environment is another way of working with the energy and, um, you know, tending it. I, I, I like that, that you said that because, you know, I, I ran a program for my daughter who's autistic for many years. And our number one thing is like, celebrate, 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 celebrate. So you mm-hmm. celebrate the things that you want and you don't give attention to the stuff you don't want. <laughs> well, and, and that kind of works, but you kind also don't want to ignore all the stuff that's happening. Cause that needs care. Cor- correct. That is, that is correct too. <laughs> so I, I, that's a generalization, but it what works I, I guess, great for behaviors. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a ge- big generalization, Yes, but like the celebrating makes really, I mean, it puts power to what you want. You know what I'm saying? It gives a power to what you want instead of the fear and whatever Mm -hmm. the other comes, all that stuff that comes from, from your response to the negative, you know, the celebration adds to the positive and it brings more positivity. So yeah, that's like, that's your intention. That's your prayer. That's your hope, you know, is that you celebrate it. This is amazing. This is amazing. Maybe you'll get more of it. Well, it's interesting because I know, um, I don't know if this totally equates. So forgive me if you're like, I'm missing your train of thought here, Emily, but, uh, my, my husband has his YouTube channel and he does go out and collect all this trash. And honestly, I find it disheartening sometimes if I go out with him and I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me that people are just chucking this stuff? Like, didn't anybody teach them about littering when they were children? (laughs) Yeah, I get frustrated and I get angry and, um, and I, you know, I keep doing it, but he has this way of like celebrating the accomplishment of look how much trash I just pulled out. I've seen that. I love that. Right. It's like, it becomes this challenge for him where even though I know it's disheartening for him and it does get frustrating at times, he makes it more of a game almost of like, let's see how much, all right, I've got this much time. How much trash can I get out? Well, you know what I love about that is here's the thing. It's, it's, it's surrendering. And, and it's like, yes, there's going to be trash. He knows there's going to be trash. Okay. So let's be realistic. It's a realistic way of looking at it. Okay. There's going to be trash. How much can we actually get? Here we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ready? And then like he races, like he'll have friends come on and do it with him. Okay. We're both going to hit up these areas. Let's see who gets the most bags. Um, but again, that idea of celebration. And that's less, that's less yeah. trash that was there a minute ago. Totally. You know, and that's, that's really cool. It's really cool. 
You know, my husband's pretty cool most of the time. <laughs> so taking the trash out with Aaron, if you feel like watching some videos. Yeah. Well, he would, I love, I love how he like lays all the stuff out and yeah, all the garbage and, and it, some of it's, it's, it blows my mind. Some of it blows my mind. I'm just like, yeah. wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. He, uh, he would tell you that to go check it out. But then like, what does he say? Some of the videos aren't very good. So, you know, watch one. And if you're like, eh, watch one more. And if you're still like, eh, you gave it a fair shot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> this is what he does. He stops people in grocery stores and he like gives them his card. And that's his sales pitch because <laughs> he doesn't want to do social media. I feel you. <laughs> it's, it's so cute and embarrassing. <laughs> I just keep walking <laughs> like, oh my God, he's talking to strangers again. <laughs> That's so brave. I know well, this is the thing. It's like, everybody has their medicine, like yes. to be able to be able to talk to a stranger, you know, and say, Hey, this is important to me. Yes. You know, as, as re that's really, it's very brave. <laughs> so brave. You know, and some people can do that and some people need to like hide and, and not do that. And some people need to get to the next aisle really quick. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, in any way that you, you know, do your part, you know, whether, you know, magically you're doing it magically, you're doing it hands-on. Like I just, I celebrate everybody who, who sees the need, you know, and well, steps and I, in and does what yes. they can do. Totally. You know? And I guess I would also just say, sometimes there's not a difference between taking action and having it be magic. You know, sometimes those things go hand in hand and really there's, a, there can be a lot of overlap. Um, so that's, that's my two cents from the witch who's got her feet pretty dug deep in the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I love that you, yeah, wanted to talk about this, Emily, because it's definitely been in, you know, the front of my mind and in my really, my heart's been really full lately, you know, for my bees, for the planet, yeah. for what's happening in the summertime. And, um, so I'm glad we got to chat about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're always open to hearing, um, ideas and, and if you have certain things that you happen to be doing out there, um, that really you know, you want to share that you're tending to the earth or you're participating in or creating earth magic, we'd love to hear about it. So feel free to drop us a line at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. Um, I'm starting a new thing where if you email me with something, um, I will send you a witch next door sticker. What? Ooh. I know they're pretty fancy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I, think I have like five on my water bottles, like all different I think we've had a several different like incarnations of stickers. Yeah, I have a lot or of maybe stickers. It's wise woman witchery stickers. It's wise woman witchery yeah, stickers. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But anyway, if if you want to say hello um and share with us some of the earth magic you're making, uh let us know. Drop us a line. And uh yeah, that's all. That's all I have to say about that. I mean, actually I could talk for a solid hour more at least, but I'll leave it here. <laughs> Me too, then. Thanks, Emily. <laughs> Thanks, Veronica. And to everyone there at home, keep it magical. Thanks so much for listening to Witch Next Door. If you like what you hear, you can click the anchor support link in the description of this podcast. And if you want to help other people like you find us, you can do that by 
you can rate us, you can review us, or you can subscribe. Right? Yeah. And you could do all those things. You could just <laughs> click the little stars, you know, and give us like little some comments. cold stars and a little comment. Yeah. How was this for you? You know, whatever. Love it. I totally love it. it. That way people who are checking out podcasts will be like, hmm, that Veronica and Emily sound like an interesting listen. I think I'll pop over there or, wow, they're off the hook. We'll go listen to them. Those people can't stop laughing. Must be so- <laughs> there must be something good here. I could use a good laugh. Yeah. Anyway, so do that, please. We'd appreciate it. It does help other people find our podcast. And uh, and then we also really love to hear from you. So if you have feedback, that's another way to get it to us. Uh, you can also always write us at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.